is that uh, with Georgia getting beat, the Tide is like getting beat, so that's what's Alabama. Penn State more than likely is going to go to the Sugar Bowl to play Alabama. Now what it does to us, it does this. The Orange Bowl is meeting right now in an executive meeting. They're considering, I don't know, the possibility of taking us or probably more likely to ask us to come play Nebraska again in Orange Bowl. Ah, yes. Now, if I remember correctly, was it Osborne pissed about that decision? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. So that was from the (laughs) OU side of things. This was, and I'll put it out on our Twitter page here in a bit. So it's a a little bit better on video, but you can kind of, you know, you can hear it through the audio. This is when they told Nebraska they're going to have to rematch. Nebraska beat OU in 78 in Lincoln because OU fumbled like eight or nine times in that game. And then Nebraska, what you're about to hear is the moment that they found out that they were going to have to play Oklahoma again in a rematch in the Orange Bowl. I'm sure that you have been advised that uh, we have asked, uh, as as your opponent, the University of Oklahoma. We think that the rematch uh, will be a very exciting game and one with a tremendous amount of appeal. Hello? <laughs> they didn't even respond when they said, "Hello, is anyone there? Did we lose you up there in Lincoln?" <laughs> oh man, I, I don't know if that is uh, if that counts as a underrated OU moment, but man, that is an awesome, awesome OU football uh, memory, especially when it comes to OU Nebraska. Wow, yeah, that uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we end up with a classic up there on Saturday. Maybe we end up with a a loss. Maybe we end up with uh, a historic defeat. Who knows uh, what's coming our way? But I'm uh, I'm starting to get the fever a little bit. I'm excited about it. Flying out early tomorrow. Going to be up there in Omaha. You're leaving early tomorrow. Um, yeah. Here's something that's interesting. So. Gay Bikert and I did the podcast last night, and we interviewed Jessica Cootie. Shameless plug there. Yeah, okay. Well, she said in that interview that the Nebraska fans are louder. The Nebraska fans stay longer. The Nebraska fans are more involved in every single game. It doesn't matter who they play. More so than Oklahoma, and it's not even close. Really? How about that? Yeah. I don't know if I, I – actually, I don't believe that. They're, <laughs> they're louder and they stay longer, like like at, the, at games uh-huh. and stuff? Yeah. Huh. Okay. You don't believe that based on what? I mean, how did that even come up in conversation, first off? Well, we were just asking about the atmosphere and what you know what she expects up there with the game, and you know what what the you know what 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 type of environment that the fans will create for the game. Hmm. So they they've stuck through the entire time, and they've continued to have a deafening environment, 
even when they're losing to the likes of Georgia Southern and Troy and yes. every other god-awful team that they've lost to over the past decade? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Hey, prove it to me on Saturday then. I'm not buying it right now. Prove it to me at 11 a.m. I'd love to see it. OU goes up there I'm, and it, I'm interested Nebraska. why you're not buying it. Because it's coming from a Nebraska side. Of course that's going to be the answer there. Well, it's coming from someone that's been at both places. And where's she at now? Nebraska. What would have been said if she was at OU right now? I don't know. Okay, Are you, I'm just well, saying. Hang on a second. Are you, you're sitting here acting like, oh, it's no big deal. Our our stands stay full the entire game, and OU's all. fan base is is always loud. I mean, we constantly talk about I, that. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. OU can definitely be better, but just this thought that it's just, oh, my God, so much louder and so much better up here at Nebraska. Uh, okay. Um, I'll, I'll see if I believe it on Saturday, but I don't, I don't believe that to be the case. Well, I have you, no idea. Do you, do you believe? It sounds like you believe it. Well, I I wouldn't think that she would lie about it. Maybe she would lie. I don't know. I don't have a reason not to believe it. I mean, I'm not saying our fan base isn't loud. I, we have a good loud fan base, but it's it has not. It's not very consistent. And I don't think that theirs is either. I think it's a little bit oversold. Yes, they have the sellout streak, but what they don't tell you, Teddy, is that there's a lot of games where businesses have to come in the day of the game and buy a whole lot of tickets to keep that sellout streak alive. They have right. the sellout streak, sure, but it's not because it's like the toughest ticket in all of college football. They've made the sellout streak continue. There's still empty seats at that place. There have been. They just buy a thousand or two thousand seats before the game to keep it alive because that's the only pride that they can have in their program or the one thing that they can hang their hat on over the course of the past ten years as they sell out the stadium. No, I got that. I understand this. I'm not really talking about the the sellout streak. I mean, I understand that. I guess you're right. We'll just have to wait and see what type of environment it is. I don't know. Um, I thought it was interesting. I, that's the reason I brought it up. Oh, it is interesting nonetheless, and I think that you're playing the Nebraska. You probably just sat there and shook your head like, yeah, yeah, I think they do. You probably no. didn't even push back at all. How could I say I think they do? I have, I can't push back. I, I haven't been to a game there in 20 you're years. You're pushing back on me when I'm pushing back yeah, on the original yeah, thoughts. I'm pushing back on you because – I'm asking you, like, what your frame of reference is. You she, just flat out don't believe it. You just gave her a free lane to the basket just to dunk on OU fans, and you didn't even slide over to try to attempt the shot or anything. Man. Uh, no, what I did, I guess, is put her at the free throw line to see if Nebraska can, you know, make the shots that she says they can. If we're going to give basketball references, I have no idea. I mean, I, I'd be interested to hear from people that have been there, um, you know, and, and not not to just an OU Nebraska game, which, of course, it's going to be a loud, big atmosphere for uh, an OU Nebraska game. But, like, for other games, I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea. Like I said, haven't been there. Well, I hope they don't have to buy 2,000 extra tickets to uh, keep the sellout streak alive on Saturday. They probably won't have to, but it's happened before. 
No, they won't have to because OU fans, I think, have bought all those. Uh, yeah, sounds like there's uh, quite a bit. We've already got like a, a ton of people RSVPing for the remote tomorrow, which is pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah. I was wondering about that. Like, what do you think the breakdown is? It sounds like there's actually a lot of people staying in Omaha, and maybe that's commonplace up there. But uh, sound like it was really difficult to get a place in Lincoln. Well, if you tried to look for a hotel room uh, three months before the game, like I think a lot of people did, it was, oh, uh, there's no rooms available in Lincoln. I could stay at this uh, three-star, two-star hotel for about $400 a yeah. night. Omaha is uh, more bang for your buck. I I, I wonder uh, what that drive it, uh, on a game day from Omaha to Lincoln is like. If it's uh, going to be packed with traffic, if it's uh, somewhat of an easy drive. It's got to be we'll packed. Find out. Obviously, it'll depend on what time you leave, but 11 a.m. especially too, with everyone leaving at the same yeah, time. Yeah, everyone will be getting there, arriving at the same time. I bet it is a disaster. Which I don't know what like the parking situation and how easy it is to get in and out of the area around the stadium. Like if it's easy to get in and out of, maybe it's not that bad. But I would imagine it's it's probably tough considering it's an on-campus uh, stadium. But I don't know, man. I'm. Um, it was like I felt like this game was forever away. I made fun of it when it was announced because it was a decade out. Here it is. We're going, and, like, I'm going to be wheels up. Uh, you're going to be driving up before we know it, and this thing's on, man. Yeah. It's awesome. 5.30 a.m. Is, uh, is when I'm leaving. I Just taking a peek at some, uh, some score predictions out there nationally. Uh, let's see. Feldman has OU 35, Nebraska 24. Mandel has uh, OU 31, Nebraska 24. So here's one that has OU winning by 11. Here's another that has OU winning by 7. I'm not really seeing a whole lot of predictions out there that um, thinks OU's just going to run away with the 28-point victory in this one. That doesn't seem to be the overwhelming thought here. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing everyone's just still playing the one-score game situation with Nebraska. Um, it, it, I don't know. It is a hard game to predict. Anytime you have a, a team that's coming off something bad, and I'm, it's not like it's uncharacteristic, Nebraska's, you know, either gotten beaten or just survived games with all kinds of different opponents but it's it's like your intuition everything tells you like oh you's gonna win it big but it's just it's too easy it's just like the in my opinion the a&m miami game like everything in the world tells you miami is not only going to cover but they're going to go down there and beat a&m and it doesn't even seem like it's worthy of much discussion but I, it's just too easy, right? I know, man. Yeah, and the spreads dropped pretty significantly since Sunday. I yeah, think what's it, the deal with that? Well, I I think it's, I think everyone has the same line of thinking. There's two things. Just nervous about it. Well, I, just from the betters' perspective, is well, Nebraska's lost 13 straight games by single digits, and they've got a new interim head coach, and we think that means they're going to play probably their best game of the year. I feel like everyone yeah. has those two opinions of, of this game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, It's one thing to think that a team is going to have a spirited 
performance. Um, but it's another thing for the the Vegas line to drop like nearly a touchdown, right? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Three, like three and a half this summer, then fifteen on Sunday, and then yeah, right around. I think it's like ten and a half now, maybe depending on which line you see. I mean, that's a massive swing for something that happened to Nebraska that like I wouldn't necessarily consider it a good thing. I mean, there may be a chance that they play a spirited game for the interim coach. There may also be a chance that he's in over his head, doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, it's chaos for Nebraska, and they get absolutely stomped. I think both of those things are equal, and it may be even the latter is the higher percentage to happen. I just find it odd that just a hunch about how a team may play for an interim guy would move a line that much. Huh? It's a little bit interesting than what we heard around here at the start of the season, right? I mean, how's Brent Venables? How's he got – How's he going to know how to use all three of his timeouts, first time being a head coach? Yeah. How's he going to do that? Um, this is his first time being a head coach at a big-time football school, so I, by the same narrative, how, how is he going to know how to operate on Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. It's, uh, it's an oddity for sure. I like, but, the, I like the approach of uh, Nate Downs, Ethan Downs' dad, on Twitter yeah. today. He says – Okay, want to go ahead and say this now. This hesitancy from Oklahoma sports media about Sooners going into Lincoln and struggling because of what? Nebraska nostalgia? That really only means something to 30-plus-year-olds, which is your audience, to be fair. And then he goes on and says, Hear me now. OU is going to drag Nebraska in Lincoln Saturday. Stop it with all this speculation and what-ifing. Fired coach or not, OU wins big Saturday. And I love that. Keep it going, Nate. I can tell you love it because before I came on, I was listening into uh, Locked Out with you and Parker, and you guys were, and I know you were joking, but talking about Denton Geyer being a favorite over Nebraska. Famous words, man. You're like you're painting us into a corner here, no. and I know the listeners heard that. We changed it. We were just joking. We said Nebraska would be a two-point favorite. That's the part that you missed. Oh, we were just oh, joking. Well, yeah, I didn't hear that. Okay, well that makes make sense. you feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes me feel better. Um, I don't know. There's there's a lot of talk, obviously, about Nebraska leading into this game. They've flown mainly under the radar, except for. Uh, bad things that have happened to them recently, right? Like losing other one-score games, losing to Northwestern, losing to Georgia Southern, head coach fired. So the conversation has been reignited about Nebraska, about can they, will they ever uh, be back? And the answer to that I, I don't think is so easy. But first of all, we got to define like what – I think everyone thinks something differently whenever we say, will they be back? You know? Yeah. I, Nebraska will not. And you can take the timeline out as long as you want. Nebraska will not ever win three out of four national championships again. Okay? <laughs> like you can 
you could take that timeline to a thousand years from now. Will, it's not will they win one out of four national championships ever again? I, I struggle to get there. I struggle to get there too. But can Nebraska be a a competitive year in year out fighting to win their division and play in the Big Ten championship and make it? every handful of years to the Big Ten Championship and possibly win the football game? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It doesn't take a great team to win the Big Ten West. No. I mean, Wisconsin's better in most years than they are this year. Iowa can at least score more than one touchdown a game most years, but it doesn't take some juggernaut to win the Big Ten West. They they should be able to do that. No. If, if Mike Gundy can do what he's done at Oklahoma State, who was historically horrible, if Campbell can do what he's done at Iowa State, and if Aranda, and Aranda's not the first to do it at Baylor. I mean, he took over a Baylor program that was uh, rule, you know, picked it up. But, you know, for a long time, Baylor was terrible in the, in the Big 12. I, it's, not, it's not far-fetched to make the right hire, and it's going to have to come from a coordinator or something. People got to stop like theorizing about these established coaches that are at programs that are performing the best they ever have. They're not they're not going to Nebraska, man. It's just it's not they a good job. They may someday, right now. they may someday, but someone else is going to have to do it there first before yeah. guys like that we're mentioning will go there. Yeah, they may someday after they go to like a top program from where they are now and then fail and catch Nebraska on the way back or something. Like they're not like Mark Stoops is not leaving Kentucky at their height to go to the middle of nowhere, sorry, in Nebraska and try and start over with what he did at Kentucky. There's, there's no way. Yeah, it's, it's not, not happening. happening. Um, Matt Campbell, there's no way. One quick point before we hit a break here because the text line's all over the place about final scores. You know, if we were to look up in the fourth quarter and it's like a tie or a one-possession game with four minutes left, yeah, a lot of people like would be freaking out, right? I mean, obviously, but at the same time, would you also say to yourself, "Yes, we've got Nebraska right where we want him with four minutes left in a close <laughs> football game, only for them to find a way to get a punt blocked or miss a field goal or something?" Hey, it's one of those things where if we're up four touchdowns at halftime, take Nebraska in the second half, right? Because <laughs> they're gonna. They're going to get it back to a one-score game somehow. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. It's you, you kind of got emotion all over the place. You know, clearly the more talented team, clearly the more well-coached team. Um, I, I think we've got an edge at, at most of the position groups across the board. You know, obviously it's it's in Nebraska, but I don't know. I feel like we play good in road atmospheres that are big time. I don't know. We'll see. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today, I-44 exit 107. I'm here at the Front Row Sports Bar. They got drink specials every day, 3 to 6. Come see us. Listen every Friday on the rush for filling up the stat sheet. Teddy and Tyler will let you know who will fill in that stat sheet this weekend. Brought to you.
is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Steady Layman, Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Let me get to a few of those real quick before we move on. Jim in Arlington says, I don't mind Nebraska being back as long as it's only a kind of Texas back. Which means uh, not back. Like not yeah. <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I don't know. There's, there's only so much room. Not everyone can be back and really good at the same time, right? There's, there's ups and downs. There's different waves. You, they've been in a extended down, downturn, and I don't know. It just takes the right hire to bring it back, and I doubt it comes roaring back. But there's a chance of that. Sometimes it doesn't take long if you make the right hire, and guy can do the right job and. It's going to be portal heavy. It will have to be portal heavy early on, I would imagine. And then you win some. You start recruiting a little bit better. You kind of restore your name, start to restore your name. And, you know, here's the thing. You just got to win big games. That's it. Curtis B. says, Tyler and Teddy, would you be happy with a 35-6 game? Thank you. Would I be happy with OU winning 35-6? Hmm. I'll, sure. I'll take 35 to 6, yes. Well, I got no problem with that. I'm trying to, am I missing something on the significance no, of that? No, that that's what I'm trying to think, too, if I'm missing something. I mean, that probably means Nebraska misses an extra point, which would not be a shocker. They or two miss, field goals. They miss plenty. Well, yeah, they miss plenty yeah, of those It's recently. more likely that they miss an extra point than it is that they make <laughs> two field goals. Um,. <laughs> Uh, do you do you think we give up two touchdowns for the first time? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think that'll happen. Really? Now it okay. may only be two touchdowns, but like if that's the over under for Nebraska touchdowns, yeah, I think that that's that'll probably hit. Okay. How about this? Do you think OU will turn the ball over for the first time this year? What what's the stat? The last time OU's gone two games, the first two games without a turnover was 1937. That's nuts. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. I that's crazy. I would have thought that it that would happen uh, fairly often. Right? Well, they used to fumble the ball about seven or eight times a game back in the Switzer days. You got to remember that. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, I. Spencer Rattler, we didn't even make it to the second series in 2020, right? Third so, or, snap. Second snap he had a pick last year. Or Yeah, 21, rather. Yeah, that's 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 a crazy stat. I never I would never guess that. Okay, another crazy stat for you. It, I don't think it's as crazy as that one. That one's unbelievable. Um, Nebraska, from 1970 to 1997, yeah. they had an All-America lineman in 25 of 28 of those years. All but three of those years, they had an All-American at, uh, at, at, wow. at Lineman. Yeah. 25 of 28. That's impressive. Well, yeah, well it's not shocking at all. Uh, I mean, that's that's the heyday right there. That's, that's the 28-year run. I guess, you know, the heyday, I guess, continues to 01, right? It ended at um, it ended in Pasadena, California, at the end of the 2001 season. I feel like didn't they go like 10 and three or something though in 2003? 
Uh, 03. I remember they beat OSU in like the first game of the year. I'll check, but I don't know if that's right. I think they had, like, I think they were, I know their defense was awesome in 2003, but I don't know. You, you maybe extend that. No, nice, nice call. Yeah, beat Oklahoma State uh, that first game, beat Penn State in the non-con. They lost at Missouri, at Texas, and in Kansas State at home. They only beat yeah. one top 25 team in the regular season, and that was that OSU game, number 24 in week one. Who'd they play in the bowl game? They played Michigan State in the uh, Alamo Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could probably extend it to around that time, uh, like 03, and that's when I feel like it fell off for a pretty decent little – and then they had that resurgence there uh, around, what, 8, 9, 10? They were pretty good those three years when Indomitian Sue was there. Eight, 2008 was t- – they got blasted by OU and Norman that year. 2009, they were playing the Big 12 championship in 09 and 10. And then I think they played in a Big 10 championship game pretty soon once they rolled into the Big 10 and got blasted by – maybe was it Wisconsin that first time around? I can't remember who it was. But they, they did have a was little success early on. Was that the year that Wis- Wisconsin beat them like – or maybe it was Wisconsin got beat fifty six to zero. Didn't someone get bit, beat like fifty something to zero in the Big Ten championship? I'm pretty sure it was Nebraska to Wisconsin because I think the uh, I know they're in the Big Ten West now together, but I yeah. think the uh, the lines were a little bit different at that time. It was 2011 or 2012. I'll I'll find it here in about ten seconds. Wow. Hopefully. Well, um, hmm. I but to me, yeah, they can get back. It's going to be tough. Uh, 70-31 in 2012. Jeez. <laughs> to Wisconsin, by the way. Yeah. It, it's hard for Wisconsin to score. Has Wisconsin ever scored 70 points in a game outside that one? I don't know. And then they got beat by Georgia in the Capital One Bowl, 45-31. Um, that's crazy. My guess is Wisconsin had to run for 900 yards uh, that day. Uh, all rushing, Nebraska, all on the ground. Nebraska, so that was their second year in the Big Ten. They played for a Big Ten title. But in that year, they lost to Wisconsin 70-31 to and Ohio State 63-38. to mm. Wow. Which, hey, um, those are the types of, like, score predictions that Nebraska fans are throwing out there. Like, I ran into a uh, Nebraska fan thread on their final scores. Like, they're not saying 63-38, but the people that are picking Nebraska to win – they're saying like 48 45, uh, 42 41. Like, they're pretty convinced shootout. if they're going to win this game on Saturday, it's going to have to be in a legit into the 40 shootout. So, maybe right yeah. about that. I don't know, man. I, I think their offense is pretty good. I like some of the stuff that I've seen from them, been watching quite a bit of it. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be some changes to it. I was talking to Coach Venables about it, and you know he's got a very he's got a he's got a very unique perspective, having you know um, gone up against Whipple in the ACC several times, studied that offense, and then studied this offense of Nebraska and. You know, he's able to see because he was able to, you know, watch Whipple's offense in the ACC. He's able to see what Scott Frost's influence over it was whenever he went to Nebraska. And now that Scott Frost is gone, 
Like, what are some of the things that they aren't doing now that they've done in the past that perhaps fits some of their personnel and things that you could put in pretty easily? Like, there's some stuff that you can't, you just can't put in in one week with the interim coach, right? And and expect to be efficient at it and and not turn the ball over and not make mistakes. So. You know he's got his antennas up for a couple of couple of things they may have at their sleeve. You know who else on uh, at OU right now is familiar with that Whipple offense yeah. hits? You think the that's, Bevel kid? You think that's a factor at all or nah? That why do you think they got him in here as a transfer? <laughs> Just to spy on him. That's why. Yeah. Hey, it's yeah. fine with me. It's good a reason as any. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Bring him in here. They need a spy to beat Nebraska. Um, there's no doubt they're going to be trying to find some some edge with the Bevel kid. Maybe they can sneak him over there in a Nebraska uniform or something, and coaches won't know. I, I don't so know. Nervous. It's kind of it's hard to hide that guy. He's pretty massive, so that's going to be that's true. Put him in a lineman jersey or something. Uh, Zane and Tulsa is a funny guy. He says, Tyler and Teddy, would you be happy with OU winning the national championship this year? Uh, yeah, would you be okay if though you went in the national championship thirty-five to six? Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I don't care what the what the score is. Frankly, let's just get the W. I would prefer if our defense continues to play well. I think one of the this is like long long term, like medium long term, like. The next year, the next two years, one of the things that has a chance to really drive the narrative forward for the University of Oklahoma is that OU's defense is back. Yep. Right? And so if you had if if I had to pick one thing, I would just I would say that the defense, you know, holds them to ten or got had a shutout, something like that. I, I think they, as soon as they have a shutout, and I know Nebraska's down, but this is still it's a good offense. Uh, it's a good offense. It, it's a good offense, but it's still a it's still a big game that's being talked about. Obviously, that's being looked at, and if you can perform really well in those circumstances, well, then people are going to start talking about your defense, and you know, unfortunately. What people say about you out there is like perception is reality to a certain degree. And if you can get people saying good things about your defense, which they haven't done in a long time, I think that's, like I said, the next thing that really pushes OU forward to take that next step. And we've talked about a couple of things to where, well, if this happens, you may not get a whole lot of credit nationally, but like around here we should say, oh, wow, that's, that's, that's pretty impressive. Not allowing any big plays for the third consecutive week. Nebraska not hitting on a deep ball, not uh, allowing one for the third consecutive week. Like, that that would be massive to me. If they have a good defensive performance against these guys, Anthony Grant at running back can't get anything in the run game. Casey Thompson, who I think throws a nice deep ball, doesn't get anything down the field. If they have to seriously just work and they've got to earn everything that they get offensively, I'll take that as, yeah, this Nebraska team might be – Three and nine again, whatever. They're they're a decent offense, and I'll be I'll be really impressed coming out of Lincoln if they had that type of defensive performance. Right. Nope. I agree. All right. Um, 
Let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on next here from Newcastle Casino. Davis Construction bringing you our number one of the rush on this Thursday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. CavisConstruction.com for everything they can provide for you, both at uh, your commercial business or your home. Air Comfort Solutions text line, though, is blowing up right now. So let's let's get to as great. many of those as we can. Yeah, it is great. No chance OU gives up 40 points on Saturday. Strong agreement. Do you think, I'd be shocked. Was that it? I was. I didn't know if you were going to elaborate a little bit. Further no, than that. I would be. I would be absolutely shocked if we give up forty points. I would be shocked if we give up points into the thirties. Isn't it nice going into a game and having uh, some confidence about the defense? Yeah, and what we, yeah. And what we deem is going to be a, a, a tough football game. It's nice. I like it. Nice changeup. It is. I, again, I like I like Nebraska's offense. I like a lot of the things that they do. I mean, honestly, if if I was a coach, I, there's a lot of things in their system that I would like. That's that's kind of what I would mirror. It's you know they've got some really interesting run game stuff. There's you know what's interesting is Georgia Southern defensively does a lot of the same things that we've done through the first two games. A lot of the things. Now, we've got other stuff that, that we can implement. We've got other fronts and, and packages, of course. But what we've majored in the first two weeks is what Georgia Southern majored in the entire that in, entire game. And... You know, they had a lot of success, and they made it tough on, on Nebraska. But there's some, there's some really interesting schemes that they had that if one more guy gets a block or if the running back makes the right read and makes the right cut, that they have some super explosive plays. And, you know, for whatever reason, and, and it's – you know, been their problem, and I'm sure you can go through every game that they've had and, and look at this, but, you know, they just weren't able to get that, that last block or that key block or that key concept and weren't able, to, you know, to convert or move the football. But there's other times when they did hit on some stuff. So Who's their best player? Anthony Grant, the running back, yes. 6.2 yards per carry, 69 attempts for 428 yards with five touchdowns. Yeah, he's a good player. Oh, what if it was – dude – what if it was 69 attempts for 420? Just missed out on maybe the best statistical uh, start to a season ever. It's best Friday night ever right there. Yeah, eight yards. <laughs> Dadgum, Georgia Southern. Have a little bit better of a defense, please. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I would be 
I would be I would be shocked if man I, I don't know. It's weird because I feel like I'd be shocked if we didn't score 40 plus on them. Uh, and I'd be shocked if Nebraska scored more than like I don't know, more than I, I just, it's hard for 40, me to even just see pick, just pick 41-17. I know you want to. That feels like right in the area where you want to pick this game, 41-17. Yeah, I just I don't see him slowing our offense down that much. You know, if if Northwestern can run the football and push them around, and I mean push them around, then we should absolutely be able to. If if Georgia Southern can, we absolutely should be able to. Heck, even North Dakota. Um. Yeah. Woo man. Look at I, this guy trending towards blowout city. Dang. No, look, I'm with you. Like, everything that we've seen up to this point, and I know that OU didn't play well in the first half against Kent State, but at the same time, that game was over in like 10 minutes in the third quarter, which is really impressive. I, but I, it, it very well could be that game from, from what we've seen up to this point. Because, I, I, you know, in watching Nebraska this year, there's a few players that pop offensively. Anthony yeah. Grant, we talked about him. Casey Thompson, we know uh, he can play. They've got a couple of nice wide receivers. I haven't seen anybody on defense that pops for them. I haven't found one. No, no, they they look they look kind of slow on the defensive line. They're big now. They're big, but they look slow. Their backers, I think they lost one of their starting backers already this year. Those guys have been. You know, in the wrong places, making bad reads, not not being in the proper spot. You know, from from the get go against Northwestern, it was it was, you know, it was every series I was watching the backers and they're they're in the wrong place and getting cut off and I I just I don't see it. But here's the other thing, you know, we've had it's hard to pick that because we've seen a couple of spurts. Right, the way we started against UTEP, the way we started the second half against Kent State, but you know, it's not like we've put together just the uh, the perfect football game ourselves. No, right? not yet. We're two and zero, but you know, we've had some struggles with our offensive line. You know, Dylan Gabriel, I think for the most part has looked good, but he hasn't looked perfect. You know, he's he's missed on some throws that you know we're accustomed see, to seeing quarterbacks complete. You know, we don't have a running back that has breakaway speed like Grant on their team. <laughs> I'm, I'm told. Wow. Seriously? Right? No, that's a text jab line? at the text line. Write that down. He's taking a jab at you. Totally uncalled for and unfair. Jeez. Hey, um, you know, uh, here in a few weeks for OU Texas, like we always try to compare this game. Well, well, this happened in 1978. Watch out. Mm-hmm. It could happen again like it did in 78. This would be – this would be a big upset if Nebraska wins this game. And just thinking back at the history of this game, like would this count as one of the bigger upsets that we've seen? And I know that throughout the 70s and the 80s that both teams were really good, so you never had a massive spread one way or the other, or at least very often. I feel like when a team is this like double-digit of an underdog, like there hasn't been very many times in the series where a double-digit underdog has won the game outright. I know that doesn't matter no. at all for Saturday, but I, we do that for OU Texas. I thought we'd do it here. It's 
if you're a big favorite, it kind of feels like that's what ends up happening when OU and Nebraska play historically. Yeah, I guess I'm not a – I don't know what those point spreads were throughout the – maybe the golden era of this matchup through the 70s and 80s. I, I don't know. Um, I would imagine that those games were pretty tight point spreads, but yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, well, especially because the, the games back then – well, OU was putting up half a hundred, but – for the most part, you know, they were lower-scoring games against Nebraska. For a long time, both teams were up together. And then, like, since the late 80s, it's kind of been – The exact opposite. Yep. Taking turns, It was you know? two ships passing in the night in the early 2000s. OU was coming yeah. back. Nebraska was well, on the 90s, way down. too, though. Yeah. Like, the 90s, when Oklahoma was, was you know, going through some struggles, Nebraska was – at their best ever, and then, you know, it it flips, and since then it's kind of been the exact opposite. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one here for Newcastle Casino next. Cavis Construction, bringing you hour number one of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, live on the ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. From the 405, I followed Oklahoma football since the mid-1960s. We have never put a butt kicking on Nebraska like the one they put on us when John Blake was the coach and Tom Osborne was the head coach at Nebraska. That game happened in Norman, and it was humiliating. That was 1996, Teddy, and Nebraska won 73-21. to Oh. Yikes. Do, do we owe them payback for that? I, how do fans feel? Uh, because this is, well, obviously we're going in for, for a, a fight, okay? But like, if, there, if there's a chance where this team, they fold early because of the, the situation, we know, we know where they're at right now. If they just don't have much early for Oklahoma, is this one of those things where the fans are like, pile it on and bury them? The older or fan, is this yeah. like The fans that remember that, uh, 96 and 97, because they were both blowouts, want yeah. blood, get, get it back. I think uh, right. OU had a 62-28 win in Norman and 08, but if you got an opportunity to run it up, oh yeah, dude, make it hurt. All right. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour two is next. 